0: There's a word from the Lord on this first Sunday of the month of May in the year 2022. Since the beginning of this year, in fact, on New Year's Eve of 2021, we introduced a theme that was entitled Faith, Family, and Community. We said to you on that Watch Night service, Watch Night Mm -hmm. Eve service, That God has given us an assignment to divide this year, 2022, into three categories, faith, family, and community. God has charged me as the leader of this ministry, as one who he has chosen to speak into your lives every week, to speak from the subject of faith for four months. And we did. The series was entitled Faith Matters. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And now we've shifted into the second part of three parts of this year. God has instructed us again to speak to you for the next few weeks, however God leads however, messages that he asks us to share from the second series of the year 2022. And this second series is entitled Family Matters. Yes, faith matters, but so does family. Family Matters. And so we will share with you throughout this year special Bible teachings on Tuesday night from different ones, not just myself, but others will come and share with you. And I want you to be challenged to hear what God has to say to you. Now, let me tell you, the series may not be like some of the others. I've had to dialogue with God about what to expect. And I'm not not expecting you to run around the church. I'm not expecting, I do whatever God instructs you to do. That's why I'm so glad we've had a powerful worship experience. Because the word is going to be the word. We all are gonna be challenged from this series, starting with myself. So help me look at someone and say, Family Matters. Amen. Family Matters. The first message of this series, Sermon 1, Texas, from 1 Timothy, chapter 5, verse 8. 1 Timothy, chapter 5 and verse 8. We've chosen the amplified version as the translation to read this incredible passage of Holy Scripture. 1 Timothy 5, verse 8, from the Amplified Version. And I will also preface this by saying, do not take anything personal, because God's going to challenge all of us to do better, to keep doing what we're doing. And where there have been division, bring healings. God's going to show us throughout this series that family is not just flesh and blood, but it's others also that God has added into his holy family. Listen to the text, verse 8, 1 Timothy chapter 5, amplified version. If anyone fails to provide for his own and especially for those of his own family. He has denied the faith by disregarding its precepts. And who's worse than an unbeliever who fulfills his obligation in these manners? If anyone fails to provide for his own, especially for those of his own family. The series is entitled Family Matters. This is the first message of this series. Before you sit down, look at someone standing next to you and simply say to them, your family matters. Clap those hands and take your seat if you will. Your family matters. Your family matters. Listen, there's a wonderful, powerful quote that I love that simply says, I'm sure most of you at some point have heard this quote. It simply says, charity begins at home. We've heard that, amen? Charity begins at home. Now, I am convinced (laughs) that this wonderful quote, as great as it is, has often been misused or misapplied, For there are those who have perhaps used this quote to justify their own selfish desire to only help those that are close to them at the expense of not helping anyone else. I want you to listen to the quote again. It says, charity begins at home. For I believe the author of this quote, Sir Thomas Brown, who conveyed in 1642 when he wrote this, that it is important to understand that good deeds begin at home, but are not limited to those in our homes. Please listen to the word. It begins at home. It never says it stops at home. In other words, we must do what is right in responding to the needs of others outside of our home. We'll talk about that later in the message. We have an obligation to do that. We should also remember <laughs> that our family's needs matter just as well. Yes, the soup kitchen needs you, but so does your children and grandchildren. Yes, sister care needs us. Yes, Boys and Girls Clubs needs us. So do the members of our own family. I need you to take this in the love in which God has instructed me to share with you today. Unfortunately, there are some people Who are wonderful, caring, and giving when it comes to everyone else except those in their own family. Can I preach? Some people, their family would not recognize their reputation. Because outside of their family, people see them as giving and caring and would do anything to help anybody except in their own family. Can I preach this? And yes, there are some church leaders that I'm so grateful for, who are wonderful, caring, empathetic leaders, in their roles at church, but for some unexplainable reason, not with their own family at home. I'm sure you've heard the story about the woman who lost her husband, it was a great husband, was a great church leader. She sat with her sons and daughters at the funeral and they were going on about how great he was greatest man help anybody take off his shirt and give you his last pair of shoes and give you anything that's in his pocket and the mama said to the son go check that casket to make sure that's your daddy <laughs> in <Isn't> that casket
1: <laughs>
0: because somehow that reputation did not apply to their homes. Are y'all gonna like me after the series? Okay. For I am of the opinion that light—the light we are to shine amongst others—should shine even brighter at home, among those who know us the best and see us a lot more often than anyone else. If I'm going to be a beacon light here on Atlas Road, I need to be one on Motley Road also. That's where I live, y'all. <laughs> if, 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 if I'm going to be an example for young people here at church, need to be one for my sons and my grandchildren also. If your light shines. It should shine where you spend the greatest amount of time. Amen. Amen. Some of you have the lights that you have that whenever there's darkness, the light comes on. Motion detectors. (laughs) Roy, my brother-in-law, the electrician. And then some of you got flashlights that you use often. You cut it on. And you cut it off. (laughs) Motion detector lights come on whenever you walk by. Am I right about it? But a flashlight cuts on and off. So when you're here on Atlas Road, all your lights on, you shouting, you running, you blessing everybody, uh, you are the greatest example, you volunteer for everything. But somehow when you get home, flashlight is on off. If it shines, let it shine among everyone. One of my favorite references of Holy Scripture is in Proverbs 31 when it talks about a virtuous woman. My absolute favorite verse in that Scripture says, and she and her children shall rise up And call her blessed. (laughs) If your own family can't call you blessed. If the people who sees you the most. If you're a super missionary at Bible Way. And you're nowhere to be seen in your own house. Then you're not blessed. If you're a super dad at church. But nowhere to be found at home. Then you're really not. A super dad. You've heard me say this, no offense taken to anybody, but nobody should have to make anybody pay child support. Now, say that again no court ought to make you do what you have an obligation to do, no matter who you are. So, it is important. For our light to shine among men, that they may see our good works and glorify our father in heaven. If we are the salt of the earth in church, salt that preserves and protects, we ought to be that salt at home. If we can counsel, if we can witness, if we can do that, we ought to do that with our own family. If we can mend fences with brothers and sisters that we share our faith with, why haven't you spoken to your own brother and sister in five years? No offense taken. If you are who you say you are, we live by example. And as people of faith, we go beyond the ordinary. We go the extra mile. We take more, we give more. We initiate what is necessary in order to heal and to bind and to bring together because we represent the kingdom of God. Now listen, listen, no one has to be a perfect parent, perfect child, grandchild, anyone else. No one has to be that. But listen, it makes no sense if you have a parent who's struggling, and you have so much, and they have so little, and you're not taking care of them. Person that raised you ought not be suffering if you got something, if you've got anything, they ought to have something. Grandmama ought to not ever, have. let me ask you something, all of these young people, when was the last time you visit your grandparents? When was the last time you called them? I get sick, even in my own family. Kids, only call in grandmama when you need something. When you want something. That is not an example of what God expects for any of us. Be there even when they don't need anything, but you need to be in their presence. Am I, I told you I would challenge you in this. That's what real family and love is all about. Look at the text. First Timothy is an incredible passage of Scripture. Paul writes this passage towards the end of his life. This is one of three pastoral epistles that are labeled in the New Testament. First, second Timothy and the book of Titus. Paul writes this somewhere towards A.D. 64. He, he actually writes this. He's now an old man. In fact, he now sees how his life is going to end. He knows he's going to lose his life in a martyr's death at the execution of Nero on Nero's chopping block. Paul knows that he will one day be beheaded for preaching the gospel. But at the end of his life, I'm going somewhere. He had an opportunity to sow into the life of a young protege by the name of Timothy. Timothy a young pastor who he talked about, Timothy's uh, mom and grandmother. He, he souls into Timothy's life because he wanted Timothy to not only be a good preacher of the gospel, but to be a good man, yeah, yeah. to be a good person. So he, he takes his time and writes the epistle or the letter of 1 Timothy. And he sends it to Timothy and he talks about fighting for the faith in chapter one. In chapter three, he talks about the leaderships in the church with bishops and deacons and, 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 and other church leaders. But most importantly, he, he wants Timothy to know that the God they serve expects so much from them who are in leadership. He writes in chapter 1, verse 5, the New Living Translation, Paul writes, The purpose of my instruction is that all believers will be filled with love that comes from a pure heart and a clear conscience and genuine faith. For the past four months, we've talked about faith. And listen, as awesome as faith is, the Bible says there's something greater than faith. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the last chapter said, now abided faith, hope, and love, these three. But the greatest of all is love. Let me tell you, you can pursue all the faith you want, but if you don't have love, particularly for those that you're closest to, God says, I'll hold you accountable. Listen, chapter five, Paul instructs Timothy on how he and other believers would treat others that are in the church and in the community, especially those that are most vulnerable. If you look at chapter five of 1 Timothy, verses one and two, Paul talks about how we should treat the elderly. And this is elderly month, recognition month. Paul talks about how we should treat older men And young and older women. And I said to the congregation this morning, to every young man that want to be great, find you an older man that you can attach yourself to. And how you treat them, what you do for the elderly See, we've gotten this all mixed up. In today's society, young people go to older people when they want something from them, not to help them out. Something is wrong with that picture. Something is wrong when you only find somebody older for what you can get from them. Paul says, as true ambassadors of the faith, we ought to sow into the lives of those who have done so much to help us to be where we are now. And he goes on to say, and treat younger girls, treat the young girls with purity. And brothers, here's what he says, And treat single young women like you would treat your own sister. If you call, if you don't call your sister the B word, you ought not call any other woman the B word. If you don't swear about your own sister, you ought not swear about it. Every young woman should be elevated and exalted, particularly by our young men here today. Timothy. Paul instructs him to go on and treat the widows, those who've lost their husbands, those who have no other family, those that are in need. Listen, I said earlier at the eight o'clock church that there ought to be no widow in the church that have to struggle for home repair when they sit in the church of thousands of people and thousands of men. Part of our ministry ought to be to be there to help them. To be there to change your light bulb if it needs it. To be there to do what needs to be done. And no one has to make you do it. Young men, young people, you ought to find opportunities. Where can I go help somebody? How can I help somebody? If you are a leader, Paul says to Timothy, these things ought to be natural To you. You ought not be known by your hop and your groan and your moan and your titles and your positions, but how have you helped somebody? Whose grass have you cut lately? Whose groceries have you brought? Can I preach to somebody? Lately, when was the last time you went by somebody's house and said, Mother, I'm just checking on you? I know Pastor Jackson is one man, and I know Pastor Lawson knows do all they can, but we've got a whole lot of people who are anointed to serve. We should do that, Paul says. But then he transitions in verse number eight. He says to Timothy, I love you like a son. Uh, I know know your grandmother, your mother. I know how you've been raised. But he says to him in verse 8, he speaks these most important words about being there for the leaders and Timothy's own family. He writes these words in the Amplified Bible. Listen, if anyone fails to provide for his own. Ah, especially for those of his own family. He has denied the faith by disregarding its precepts and he is worse than the unbeliever and many unbelievers do fulfill this obligation. That's what Paul says. Three key insights From this message, we'll take our seat. Three key things I want you to remember. The first, we've already dealt with, but it is worth repeating again. As people of faith, we should do all we can to respond to the needs of those who are the most vulnerable. We have an obligation to do that. We have a responsibility to do that. But the second key insight says this: As people of faith, the Lord expects us to provide for our own family, especially those who cannot provide for themselves. Now I'm gonna help some of your conscience right now. You've got some family members who ain't nothing but leeches and users. Okay. I'm not talking about the leeches and the users. I'm not talking about them who refuse to work and want you to pay their bills. Can we get that straight? If you got full grown people that you're still paying their bills because they don't want to work, it's time for you to put some Holy Ghost love behind them and say, I'll be there for you if you can't be there for yourself. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about those who cannot provide for themselves. He's talking not just about monetary resources, but he's talking about time. He's talking about effort. He's talking about being there as you bless so many others. Be there to bless your own family. He wants you to know that at the end of your life, you're not gonna talk about how many more buildings you should have built, Pastor Darrell Jackson. At the end of my life, I'm not gonna talk about how many bills I should have introduced at the State House. I'm not gonna talk about how many big shots I should have rubbed elbows with. At the end of your life, when it's all said and done, most people say, if I had a little more time, The regrets we have, the time we did not spend with our loved ones. We did not spend with our family. Listen, I told the young people and others here that are raising families, take time to be with your family. I I don't expect you to make every church meeting when your family has something you need to be to. Listen, a lot of us made those mistakes. Don't make it. Be there. With them. Be there, watch them go to their games, go to the PTA, be there with them because you only get that once. Be a part of that. That shows the kind of person you are. It is important for us to be able to bless those who are in a position that God expects us to help nurture and to help bring up. How do you treat your own family? Look at somebody and say, your family matters. Uh, look, I, I love the Bible Way Church family. But I also know that my family matters. Your family matters. The women that are in here, where your children grow up and call you blessed. Or uh, will they say, every time I needed mama, she was somewhere in the church service. She was doing something else, helping somebody else, but failed to help us. That's not the challenge this morning. As we began this series, God says, take inventory of who we are and what God has called us to do. Listen to the third and the final insight in this message. Here's what Paul writes to Timothy. He says, as people of faith not providing for one's own family is seen by God as a denier of our faith. don't tell me you have faith. You can't be there for your own sons and daughters. Don't tell me how great you are, what a great faith walker you are, what a a great worship leader, What what a great deacon, what a great usher you are, minister, elder. You can't be there for your own family. Here's what Paul writes to Timothy. He says, we are worse than unbelievers who are often there for their families. And even on top of that, we are denying the faith. Because the faith says we ought to help those that are in our own household. As a Be there, support them. Parents, be there for them. Don't expect your children to be perfect. Be there to pick them up when they make their mistakes. Be there to understand their own choices. And when they don't make the choice that you want for them, don't cut them off. Don't write them off. Be right there. Love covers a multitude of faults. For some of us, it's easier for us to write the check than to emotionally be there to hold somebody up when they go through so much. How are you there? Can you forgive them? Can you understand? Can you support them? And even if you disagree with them totally, they're still your son, they're still your daughter. You still have to love them. Just remember that there are unbelievers who do this. Listen, there's a powerful reference of Scripture in the 48th chapter of the book of Genesis. And I remember I told the congregation this morning, I want you to hear me. I remember hearing this. My dad in 2006, was towards the end of his life. He died on September the 27th, 2006. And a week prior to his death, days prior to his death, he died on a Wednesday. I think this began on a Monday or so, Mom. At the end of his life, he didn't call one of his colleagues as a bishop to say, I need you to come sit with me. He did not call a colleague from Columbia. He did not call a deacon or an elder. Did not call one of the praying missionaries. But dad said to my mom, I need you to do something for me. I need you to go get all of our grandkids. And I need to see them. I need to touch them. Now my dad was an incredible man. And as much as he loved y'all, And by the way, he loved his family. And so he called them all in one by one. And he stood there and held their hands and talked to them. They were nowhere in a position of being where dad wanted them to be with their faith. But he didn't condemn him, he didn't judge him, he didn't preach to them. He said to them, I love y'all so much. And I know that God has something great for you That he's going to do some of them came from far and near just to be by dad's side and i remember this because i was there when when my son antoine went into the room and here i am thinking you've got to understand this was in 2006 Antoine was running the streets like crazy doing everything he was big enough to do just before he went into room I met him outside to make sure I can spray him down so he wouldn't smell like where he came from Some of y'all caught that okay But none of that mattered to dad And I'm reminded of Genesis 48 towards the end of Jacob's life Jacob called Joseph And say bring me Ephraim bring me Manasseh bring me my grandsons (laughs) because I want to see them I want to bless them and so as my dad was holding Antoine's hand my mother kept saying baby let him go and Antoine was skirming and, and it just tears was filling my dad's eye and my dad looked at him this was in September 2006 Antoine was smelling like every reefer, every bit of marijuana you can smoke and my dad grabbed him by the hand and he said young man I love you so much and God loves you even more he says I'm not going to be here to see it but God's going to do something in your life. He said to DJ, God's going to do something. He said to Seth, God's going to do something. He said to Roy, he said, Keturah, Janae, AJ, he said, God's going to do something in y'all's life. I'm not going to be able to see it. And my mom said, as she was holding Antoine's hand, let him go, baby, just let him go. And dad let him go. Then he asked me to come and he kneeled. I kneeled down. And he says, don't give up on him, okay? Don't give up on him, he says. Because God's got something for him.
2: Uh, uh. Mm.
0: So family matters. Jacob calls Joseph in Genesis 48. And Jacob blesses Ephraim and Manasseh and Jacob lays his hands on the troublemaker Ephraim Uh, and Joseph said no daddy uh, you need to bless Manasseh because he's the good boy and then Jacob said no 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 I know what I'm doing he put his hand on Ephraim and he said son God's gonna turn your life around and I'm here to tell you no matter what your children are going through God's got his hands on them god will bless them and don't you give up because god has not given up stand to your feet god said don't give up on them don't give up on your grandchildren don't give up on your nieces and nephews don't give up because where they are is not where they're going to end up and they don't have to be perfect, (laughs) amen. But we want to show them that unconditional love. Let me tell you something, there's nothing my sons could ever do that would make me stop loving them. Absolutely nothing. No opinion you have or what anybody else has that would make me ever stop. And Deacon Glover, we share grandchildren, and I thank God, because one day I want to be like Jacob. I want to be on my dying bed and be able to lay my hands on my grandchildren and tell them the best is yet to come. I don't care what you choose to do, where you choose to go, I will never give up. Come on, somebody. Clap those hands. Clap those hands! Because you know what? Your family is worth fighting for. Uh, Your family is worth fighting every demon from the pits of hell. Your family is worth battling every adversary. Because it matters. As the worship and arts team comes Brian Courtney Wilson writes this powerful song that is our altar call song I told you this series would be different <laughs> God's gonna challenge all of us to see even beyond our immediate family we're gonna talk about family drama we're gonna talk about generational curses generational blessings But most important, we're gonna trust God, that God will keep making a way. Look at somebody and says, your family matters. Come on, tell him again. Your family, your family matters. Come on, Bill, he's gonna bless us with the words of the song by Brian Courtney Wilson that say it's worth fighting for. The altar is now open. The altar is now open. If someone wants to pray, someone has a prayer request. If there's a family member, bring it to the bring them to the altar. If there's something you're praying about right now, family situation, come on right now. Listen, let me say this. I'm so proud of so many young people who are incredible examples of in the midst of adversity. They still fight for their family. Singer so fathers. True. Proud of I you, Isaac. Proud of you, Chris. And Singer mothers who, who've never him. given up on your family. Young people you in here who work so steps, hard you for God to bless you. And God and will bless your, your family. Amen.
3: Come on, right I'm now. Come on, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It meant for me to soar. Yeah. I am the child. Uh, and I'm worth fighting for. Eyes haven't seen. Uh, Years haven't heard. Uh, All you have planned for me. Uh, and nothing can separate me from your love. There's so much more. Uh, Still worth fighting for uh, now. I'm moving. Uh, by faith and not by sight, unto to victory, and the power of your might. You straightened out my past opened every door. I am your child, and I'm worth fighting for. Oh, yeah. oh, oh no Separate me from your love, uh, yeah. there's so much more, yeah. Still, I, I Ooh, yeah, all you have planned only yeah. and nothing separate me from your love, uh, there's so much more, yeah. Uh. That's why I'm pressing
0: sing, Bill.
3: toward yeah. the Mars because my calling and anointing uh, are worth fighting uh, for. Uh, I'll keep my mind. Uh, Stayed uh, on you Jesus sing,
1: because
3: Cause the peace that I have worth is worth fighting uh, I'll be faithful to my family because uh, my family, Ooh, yeah, right. They're worth fighting for No, this world this word, Is not my home word, But your kingdom here and, and what's fighting for I've got a mansion in hey, in Over in glory word, And my new home Lord, is, is worth fighting for When I see him, I say, in
1: I'll say I'll say hallelujah
3: from by my you. children Ooh, yeah cause my family Ooh, yes they're worth fighting I'm not gonna let go hey, until you. God blesses his all. Hey, hey, it's worth it's fighting Eyes haven't, haven't seen years haven't years have heard oh. there's so much more yeah. I still will
4: fight I
3: still Hey. Not had it all it is
1: There is so much more fighting.
3: Fighting. Oh.
0: Ooh, Listen Jacob writes these words in Genesis 48 Beginning at the 15th verse It says, then he blessed Joseph and said May the God Before whom my grandfather Abraham and my father Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life this very day, the angel who has redeemed me from all harm. Listen to what he says. May he bless these boys. May they preserve my name (laughs) old man half blind about to die lay his hands on troubled boys these weren't good boys and he says may god bless these boys he never gave up on them because he knew that family particularly his family mattered to him and my last instructions to all of you will be no matter what your family has been through they're still your family Whoo-ha-ha. find a way to make it right find, just do your part and if you've done all you can do that's all you can do but just make it right just make it right, and watch God bless you one more time. Tell them, "Your eyes haven't seen, seen uh, ears, no. so much more
3: than me and nothing." Yeah. And nothing sell me from your love, love. there's so much more.
0: Everybody, than world. World. come on! Eyes haven't ah. seen. Ah.
3: Is and that so much more still eyes haven't seen it. haven't seen So much more. So
1: much more.
0: We have elders and ministers that are at the back of the church if you are here, you want prayer you want to commit your life to the Lord if you want to know more about this ministry then we we encourage you to talk to some of them that are there to those of you that are joining us virtually the prayer lines on the screen call us ministers and elders are standing by just to pray with you and to pray for you let us pray Eternal Father, we thank you. We thank you for this first message of this brand new series. Thank you for reminding us that our family matters as well. I thank you for those that are under the sound of my voice that do all they can to keep their families together. Thank you for those that are great examples, shining lights, among those who are closest to them. And Lord, I pray for those who are still challenged, who have been challenged by this message to do better, to get there get out there, and to be an example that you would be proud of. Remind us all that none of us are perfect. There are no perfect families. There are no perfect people. But you are always there with us. And yes, as Brian Courtney Wilson has declared in this song, our families are worth fighting for. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And everybody that loved the Lord said, Amen. Come on, clap those hands as have have
3: oh. heaven. So much more. Keep on fighting for your family. Fighting, no. Eyes haven't Eyes seen. Hears haven't, haven't heard. So, so much, so much.
1: more. Keep
3: on fighting. fighting One more time. More. Eyes haven't seen. Hears oh. haven't heard. There is so much more. Still we're fighting for. Oh
2: give God a praise for the Word of God. What an awesome, awesome message. Anybody know that your family does matter? Yeah, family matters. We thank God so much, Pastor Jackson, for that word. I want to remind you to those of you that are here and viewing us about our $7 vision offering. Pastor shared with you doing the taking of the offering, the plan that God has and where we are. As we enter atlas road from bluff road you see the trees are cut down for the workforce development housing right across the street exactly in front of of the office of youth development trees are cut down there for our senior citizen village and then right behind the oyd you see a wonderful sign for our youth a and children's zone it's because of your seven dollar consecrate your seven dollars contributions one dollar per day i don't know that uh, you can do anything more than save a dollar a day amen for i said and 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 i had to talk about myself too i spend more at starbucks on coffee amen and don't get any type of specialty coffee that's five dollars (laughs) mother Amen. Then I spend sometimes uh, in, in in a given day. So I promise the Lord I'm gonna set aside more than one dollar. So if you, those of you that are here in our worship center, if you can just consecrate seven dollars, those that are viewing, continue to send that seven dollar consecration offering. It's time for our holy communion service. We. We're going to give you time to prepare for your holy communion those of you that are at home if you don't have a any communion sacraments if you would raise your hand those that are here in the worship center the deacons will make sure that you get it amen our praise team is going to lead us in a consecration song we're going to read our holy communion scripture and then we're going to ride into and minister holy communion
1: Sign my name Oh, the blood Oh, the blood Oh, the blood Don't sign my name Jesus' blood Don't sign My name Say Oh, the blood Oh, the blood Oh, you know the
2: Here in our worship center to stand as we prepare for our holy communion. If you're at home and if you're participating in holy communion virtually with us, if you can stand, stand and and uh, let us commune together. We're going to read our scripture. For the scripture says, "For I perceive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread." And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever should eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, as we get ready to participate in our Holy Communion. Scripture says, And on the same night in which he was betrayed, Jesus said to his disciples, Take e this is my body, which has been broken for you. This covers the New Testament in my blood, which has been shared. For as often as you do this, you do it in remembrance of me. Let us commune. Amen. Thank God for Holy Communion. Come on, Sister Regina. Let's just do just a little bit more of that. Yeah, oh, all the blood. Yeah, oh, the blood. The blood
1: Jesus' blood. Jesus' blood. Don't sign my name. All oh, the blood. All oh, the, oh, the blood. Oh, don't you know the blood? done not sign my name. All oh, the blood. The blood. Oh, the blood, don't you know the blood, blood not sign my name, all oh, the blood, all oh, the, oh, the, oh, the blood, oh don't you know the blood oh, Don't Jesus, Jesus, Jesus' blood, Jesus' blood does inside
2: Praise for Sister Regina Skeeter and our worship and arts ministry. Thank you so much. want to also remind you about our Tuesday night service, amen, as we continue the series, Family Matters, amen, as we continue the series, Family Matters, Pastor Jackson shared with us on this morning that he's asked our senior associate pastor, Pastor Alva Lawson, to come in. And continue that series on Tuesday night to talk about family. We encourage you, we invite you to invite your family members. And perhaps we'll do special prayers. We'll do a special prayer for all family members as you come out on Tuesday night. And don't forget about Thursday is our national day of prayer here in our worship center at 6 o'clock from 6 to 7. We're going to be having a national day of prayer sponsored by our military support ministry. With uplifted hands, let's look to God. God, we thank you so much. Father, we thank you for the word of God. God, we thank you for assuring us that family does matter. We thank you, God, for our holy communion service. Now, God, we ask that you dismiss us from this place, never from your presence. Let us find peace as we return to our destinations. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said amen. Thank you so much.
4: We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to our live broadcast. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 732 You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.